spot. I'm in the right spot. I'm now moving out of my basement. Okay, here we go. I want to welcome you once again to the Dryline Farmer Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Carlson, and I'll be your host because I can't hire anybody else to help me out. Uh, but we might fix that in the future. We don't know. We'll see. Hey, we hope everybody had a great Christmas break. Hope everybody had a safe New Year's, had a big time. We had just a great Christmas, but as like everybody else, we were sad to see it go. But nonetheless, great time to celebrate the reason for the season. Hey, it's 2018, and uh, like I said, it's been a long break since we've been on the airwaves. We took a lot of time to think, ponder, and most importantly, we bought a whole lot of crap we might not need, probably don't need. A little uh, advice to those who want to get into podcasting, like me, that's just starting out in podcasting. As far as equipment goes, more is less. I bought all kind. I bought a mixer I probably don't need. I switched out a microphone that was working awesome for another microphone that worked fine, but I thought I had to have connections that made the quality sound better. At least that's what the guys at the uh, microphone store told me. Nonetheless, I moved down to the basement, got a laptop. Oh, man. It's like I'm some out-of-work actor with a uh, podcast and nothing better to do. But we got done with Cotton Harvest, so now I do have nothing better to do than bring this high-quality podcast to your attention. And that's, isn't that what the whole world hopes for, is to bring my voice into your life? Well, hey, first place you're going to want to find the Dryland Farmer podcast is in the Twitter universe, and more specifically, the Ag Twitter galaxy, because that's where we live. That's where we reside, and you're going to follow us at Trader Brent. Please follow us at Trader Brent. We don't want to get too pushy. We're going to ask you, at Trader Brent. That's where you're going to find us. Also, other places, if you're not on Twitter, uh, even though you need to be on Twitter, you're going to find us in the Apple Podcasts. The, uh, these are all these places where they sell podcasts, or in our scenario, where they just give away podcasts for free, because that's how much money we're making off this guy. Hey, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, I said iTunes, you name it, if the podcast is there, we're going to be there with them. So give that a shout out, punch those buttons on your computer, and you're going to find us. Now, we're, we're pretty happy about this episode. We actually did a little preparation and did a little, little scripting and writing, and you can tell when I'm a little smoother when I script it, and you can also tell when I've had my mucinex because I don't sound so nasally and droney. So hopefully, uh, maybe this new uh, expensive microphone that I bought is going to douse that out, or at least the uh, free software I have is going to mute it anyway. Hey, but anyway, let's get that out of the way and tell you what we've got for you in store. Uh, before uh, Last week... I put out a tweet that said we were going to have a new contributor to the Dryline Farmer podcast. Well, Miss Maybelline Connell, she is actually a 20-year veteran of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Now, unfortunately, she was deposed this week for insider trading while working in the soybean pit and was therefore unavailable for an interview this week. Now, we're going to be the first to say we hope she gets everything cleared up and will be with us next week to give her uh, give us her insightful comments on the grain and oilseed markets. I got to tell you, she's really quite a character. She presents a kind of no-holds-barred commentary on not only the grain and oilseed markets, but also a commentary on the just the simple traders that surround her at her clearing firm. Now, like I said, this is her. She has her own clearing firm. She started this thing from the ground up. But you know, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know how she keeps her seat at the exchange after all the all the pranks and shenanigans that uh, her and her traders have been pulling on the, uh, uh, well, I'm just going to quote her here. She says, all the toolers in the CFTC, you would not believe the things that they have done to these uh, regulatory agency um, employees. 
But nonetheless, I mean, you know, this is his regulatory agency, you know, the uh, Futures Trading Commission or whatever it is. I mean, these people are looking over Maybelline's shoulder every day. I mean, they decide whether she lives or dies on the Mercantile Exchange. So, you know, I got to hand it to her. She's really not short on guts. So, you know, I promised her this past week in a tweet, but she just, you know, she was out of pocket. So hopefully we'll have that next week for you. Um, now, the Ag Twitter segment this week. I'm really excited about this Ag Twitter segment. Why? Because I actually prepared it. I actually thought ahead of time. And uh, not only am I excited because of that, I've actually found a few new people to rag on. And not to mention the usual suspects I tirelessly harp on throughout the year. But this week's episode is going to be a little different. Because this week's episode will give a look into what the lives of a few of these ag tweets we've picked on and chosen to uh, go after. We're going to give you our insight on what their lives would look like if ag Twitter and the entire American agricultural industry was outsourced to southern Egypt. That's right. No more farming. No more Twittering. Nothing. Where would these people be? Where would they go? So stay tuned because we've come up with some quite frankly, terrifying insights and prognostications on what these people's lives would look like. Some of them actually teamed up with each other, so we didn't leave just all of them by themselves. But uh, So we're going to have that here later on, all that and more on the Dryline Farmer podcast. But right now, it's Radar Ricardo de la Serio. He's our weather hombre. He's going to give you an insight into this next week's weather. It's I noticed it's been cold anywhere north of Dallas, so stay tuned. We're going to have him. And uh, we've got a new sponsor this uh, for this episode for the Dryline Farmer Podcast. It's a uh, who is who is it? Oh yeah, Raw Water Industries. Raw Water Industries. They get their water from the earth. Be right back. Raw water. Hello, David Caress. No, not that one. My voice always didn't sound like this. Years ago, I sounded like an affluent northerner, but now I sound like a cigar-smoking southerner from the deep state of Texas. And why do I sound like this? Because of the bottled water lie I was fed for 30 years. That's right, bottled water. Guaranteed to kill you in 45 years or less. That's why we're here, the Caress Industry association we're here to give you raw water water. just check out our website after every rainfall in seattle washington we just go to the lowest and nearest bar ditch and start scooping that crap up and putting it in a hell we're not putting it in a bottle we carry it around in a paper sack and then we bring it to your nearest grocery store or retail chain just hear these testimonials. Raw water. Hi, this is Gladys, and I started on raw water three weeks ago. And although I'm crapping down both hawks, I know my voice won't sound like Darth Vader got a choo-choo cold cold. Thank you, raw water. Raw water. Well, thank you, Gladys. Don't you just love that? Don't you love to hear those testimonials? Well... You can count on us from Caress Industries and our newest product, Raw Water. Raw Water. Try it today.
Se lo dije los puros sábados a mierda. Huh? Hey, 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 well, sorry about that, bro. I tell you what, I can't ever get this thing on time, eh? Hey, it's Radar Ricardo de la Serio. I'm your weather. Hombre, your weekend weather, coast to coast, border to border, it's all over the place. You know what's all over the place? Ha ha ha! Cold, that's why. That's right. If you're not a gringo, hey, if your name, if your family doesn't at least have one Jonathan in it, you better stay at the house because this is gringo weather. All the way, Midwest, Northwest, Northeast, everywhere but the pizza tip of Florida, under freezing. That's right. Nothing about 32 degrees. Huh? Wind chill values, single digit, all day Saturday, all the way across the country. Oh, Sunday, it warms up a little bit more. We actually get above the freezing. But the wind chill, still in the teens. Actually, 15 to be exact. Uh, 15. That reminds me of my cousin's quinceaneras. Hey, I don't want to tell you about my cousin's first quinceanera. Get it? First quinceanera? That chica couldn't get nothing right, huh? They had to wait next year and give her another one. I think they called it a D8E. Seis Sierra, I think. Ah, ah, ah. Hey, as always, we want to welcome our sponsor and thank our sponsor. This week, it's Raw Water Industries. Ah, huh? I got a little French in there, ah. Huh? Hey, Raw Water Industries. They get their water from the earth. It's safe, it's sound, it's pure, unadulterated water. That's right, H2O. I said whole. Hey, as always, Brent, we want to thank you for letting us bring this weather to you on the Dryland Farmer Podcast. Next time, next week, we'll be here. Hopefully, the Mexicanos can get outside because it'll be about freezing. No worries, no problems. Hey, hey, Diego, Ah, yes, raw water. I've had it. Well, I've, they sent me a sample and I tried it, but that's about all I did. But hey, we we got through our weather report radar. He's Ricardo. He's just he's just punching right on through. But he uh brought he brought to mind something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. You know, now that this winter season's first cold snap of the year, you know, has come about, it's brought to my attention something that's always bothered me. But you know, this conundrum has only ever bothered me in the summertime because, frankly, when the calendar hits December. This activity really doesn't cross my mind as something that can take place in December, but it does. What is it? Farming in shorts. Farming in shorts. In December, in the Texas Panhandle, and anywhere north of it. But it's not just that. It's, it's not just that time of the year. It's any time of the year. It just seems to me an unnecessary risk. Now, don't get me wrong. I hate the heat more than Hillary hates Bill. I get grumpy and irritable when the air temp gets anywhere close to 87 degrees. And after the past few years of hellish heat and drought that induced Quentin Tarantino-like hallucinations for me, me and the heat are on the outs. We're Splitsville. We're not seeing each other anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. I love wearing shorts and I love wearing flip-flops. I would wear them everywhere except the farm if the wife would just allow it. But she doesn't, so I don't. I hate heat. But it's not just the heat. It's the other obstacles that show up every day on an American farm. I mean, you have more than weather to contend with. What about weeds? I mean, everybody has those. I know they have them in the Midwest because all I ever hear about is the resistant kosher and pigweeds that the Hefty Brothers talk about every week on RFD TV. I can't be the only one who thinks getting felt up by a prickly 
Dried out pigweed is nothing short of Guantanamo Bay style torture. Dang it itches. And do I really need to get into all the varmints that call your farm their homes? Rattlesnakes? Badgers? Biting flies? Mosquitoes? And if you live in Louisiana, long-bearded duck-collar millionaires? What's it take to get some blanc pants on a dude? And let's cap it off with that inevitable collision you're going to make with your neighbor's receiver hitch extending two feet out of the back of his Ford F-150. You're not going to make it out of there alive if you run into one of those bare-legged and half-stoned. Walking into a receiver hitch could make the primest, most proper, most sin-free Christian soul bellow out obscenities that even Satan himself hasn't heard. Now I say all this in order to start a conversation. Unlike racism and all that sex stuff, this conversation really hasn't taken place. So I'm starting it. Why would any farmer, male or female, want to wear shorts in such a hus- inhospitable environment? Why? What, what, what's the point? What do you have to gain? A tan? You can do that on the weekends and get a tan. During, well, we work on the weekends, so that's kind of out too. I'll wear them to play golf and to go to the pool if I have to. That's starting to get a little less popular. But nonetheless, I'll wear them where it's appropriate. You don't see guys out at the nuclear Pantex disarmament plant wearing shorts. They're working with nuclear waste. I don't have, that's, that's easier than pigweeds. But hey, I'm just here to start the conversation. Let's talk. Tweet at me, come at me, do whatever you want. But please, when you come to my farm, look at the sign at the door. Leave the shorts in the car and put on your long pants because we're going to work. Now, I went to research a little bit of this, and I saw this guy named the Hippie Farmer, and I know he's real popular. Everybody knows him. Really popular. I love his tweets. And I figured, you know, hey, Hippie Farmer, he's got to be wearing shorts when he farms. And I scrolled, and I scrolled through pages and pages of pictures, not in a stalking manner, but in a researching manner. I never saw this cat with, with shorts, okay? I went, I probably spent 10 minutes, and that's an eternity in Twitter land, scrolling through picture after picture, and I scrolled for 10 minutes, and I only got a month back from the present day. It took me, this cat took that many pictures that it took me 10 minutes just to go through a month. I'm like, well, forget it. This guy must not be a hippie or, or something, or he's just putting on a front. But, so that research fell apart. Yeah, it fell apart. It fell right on my face. And so I just had to write my own script. And I couldn't steal anybody else's material. Because that seems to be the fun thing to do these days. But nonetheless, hey, I mean, if you want to wear shorts, it's a free country. But you better take your tetanus shot twice as often as they tell you at the doctor. Because you're not making it out of alive, especially if you hit that freaking two-inch ball receiver hitch. Nobody is coming out of that thing unscathed. That's all I have to say about that. Let's move forward. Ag Twitter, here we go. Ah, yes, Ag Twitter, our very favorite subject in the whole wide world. Well, this week's Ag Twitter is going to be brought to you by some actual creativity on my part, if I do say so myself. I entitled this week's Ag Twitter Into the Weeds of Ag Twitter, Ag Twitter Alter Egos. Now this week's Ag Twitter segment will take us off the farm into a galaxy far, far away. Now I won't be like Star Wars, probably more like Spaceballs, 
because just for this episode, and if this bit works, more episodes to follow, we're going to extract some well-known ag Twitter giants and jettison them into a world without agriculture or common sense or any sort of decency an alternative universe can't afford. To be more concise, we were releasing our opinions on how these ag tweeps might turn out if ag Twitter just completely shut down and the entire agriculture industry was outsourced to southern Egypt. Now after extensive research on the subject, we came to the following conclusions for the following individuals. Warning, what you are about to hear may shock you. Oh well, it probably won't shock you. As a matter of fact, it should make total sense to you. That is, if you live in the Ag Twitter zone. We start off this Ag Twitter segment of Alter Egos with two wonderful ladies. They go by the handles at HailsBales82 and at Victory underscore Shriek. Now we've gone on these two girls before and given them a hard time, but in this Alter alternate universe, these two ladies go on the lam after having a federal warrant issued for their arrest after a police reporter's release with this jaw-dropping incident report headline, quote, two very southern females were observed violently extracting their children from their moving vehicles while in the drop-off lane at their local elementary schools. Many different angles of amateur video captured this incident as several parents were talking their, taking their daily morning pictures of their own children at the time of the event. After hugging their children goodbye, these parents were then able to catch the now airborne children in flight on their cellular camera phones." End quote. Now as these suspects make their escape, they each have a middle finger hanging out the windows and screaming, SUCK IT KIDS! WE WAIT FOR NO ONE! Suspects are still at large. They will be found on Ag Twitter at their new handle, at Thelma and Louise 32. A close relation to one of these ladies, at Jared McDaniel, successfully lobbies to get the Oklahoma panhandle fully annexed by the state of Texas, only to later lead a revolution to outlaw checkoff programs that benefit microbreweries and drive through beer barns. After the revolution has ended in a stalemate though, he is kidnapped by his wife and her accomplice, and the three try to recruit eight other people to rob of a Las Vegas casino a Las Vegas, New Mexico casino. Their band of robbers will be known as Puddles 11. There will soon be a movie made after the story. It will also be their new Twitter handle, at Puddles 11. Now moving west, and then moving east, and then moving north, we find at Ashley LA Ring and at Betsy Jibben two superstars in the ag twitter and the ag telecommunications universe. Well, after ag is shut down in America, the two gather together and move to northern Idaho to start their own cult. They will call themselves the Talls and the Shorts. Tall people that join will be told that they will be the leaders of the group, only to find out later that anyone over the height of 5 feet 4 inches will be tortured by being forced to eat any shoe larger than a women's size 6. At Betsy Jibs, Jibben will be the only overheight person immune to these rules and will serve as Vice Chancellor to Lord Cotton, formerly known by the perky name Ashley. These people will have no Twitter. They will be on Facebook. 
Moving to a rougher looking individual, at SF28430 shaves his beard and becomes unrecognizable. His wife, named Mrs. Shark Farmer, says she just doesn't know him anymore. Ever since he lost the facial hair, he has become likable, a little less douchey, and has acquired good table manners. Mrs. Shark Farmer tells a local Iowa newspaper that she now shaves her husband every night while he sleeps. She has never been happier, and he can't figure out why he can't grow facial hair anymore. The whole world is happy again. His new Twitter handle is now at HairlessWonder28430. Coming up next, at WD Shum. Well, he leaves Canada and moves to East Texas. They don't have internet in East Texas. So he has to commute to Dallas twice a week to start his new podcast, The Wonders of Outdoor Plumbing for the Modern Man. He has a co-host, but he, he has only ever heard in the background complaining about being on plunger duty every week. Wendell doesn't care about his co-host's misgivings. His new Twitter handle will be at Making Crap Beautiful 54. Next, at Smith Ag Conrad, well, he could very well be the reason Ag Twitter is lost and forgotten when he goes ballistic after attaining a ratio of followers to following of 125 to 1. He can't handle the celebrity and goes into hiding never to be seen again. Rumors begin to emerge that he starts his own micro country somewhere south of Argentina, where he invents his own language, music, and <coughs> fecal art. He scares off people by throwing bottles of fingernail clippings he stole from an indigenous children burial ground. If he had Twitter there, his handle would be, you guessed it, at 125 to 1. And last, but certainly not least, we finish up this week's Ag Twitter segment of A World Without Ag Twitter. We finish it up with at Goddess of Grain. Now, Miss Angie falls from grace and loses her status as a deity, as noted in her new Twitter handle, at MuggleHugger11. Angie quits her VP position at her prominent company and becomes a gluten-free fanatic. She is seen strapping her child to her back with bungee cords and picketing the Golden Grams and Cinnamon Toast Crunch factories. She gets her 15 minutes of fame, but she lies down in front of a Fruit Loops forklift and stops all production of the colorful cereal for an entire afternoon. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Ag Twitter, A World Without Ag Twitter. And stay tuned, because there will be more to come. Because as we all know, no one can run and no one can hide. All an ag tweet can hope to do is close their Twitter account and troll around the rest of their lives on Facebook. Ah, yes. Well, we hope you enjoyed that. And we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Dryland Farmer Podcast. We're, I was really happy to bring it to you. I had a little more fun doing this one. We had a great start to this new year. We hope we'll be, uh, we will be here next week. And uh, hopefully Miss Maybelline will be here. She can give us a report from the CME. We're really looking forward to that. And we might even have any a little bit more uh, alter ego, a world with ag Twitter, or whatever you want to call it, ag Twitter segment. But until then, you keep your nose to the grindstone and keep your pants long in the winter. And from all of us at the Dryland Farmer Podcast, 
we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast, brought to you by Raw Water, David Koresh Industries. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, 2018, All Rights Reserved.